Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Gola Jr. That is me. With me, as always, super producer Brandon Newman, and back for another Wilder Wednesday, Charlotte Wilder. Friends, how we doing? Phenomenal. The better for the better for being here, Michael. <laughs> Charlotte, you responded to that like the villain in a children's story. <laughs> right. Like all the better to see you with, my dear. I'm the wolf in Little Red Riding Hood. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? We love you very much for that. We have a great show with that in mind today. Here, as always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. Go, Joe. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. And check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel. I know the YouTube audience always loves a good Wilder Wednesday, so make sure you Mm -hmm. go subscribe to the DraftKings YouTube channel and check us out under the Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. tab. Uh, We've got Cam Newton back out in the news. We have got... um, some things to get to. We did a mailbag today. We submitted for some questions from you guys on Instagram, on Twitter, at Gojo Show, on both where you can get us. So we'll go through and answer some of those with our friend Charlotte. And uh, we also need to tap back into the general uh, bracket sphere because, Charlotte, <laughs> you were with us before the kickoff of March Madness last week. You also helped us kick off our Some Shining Moments bracket here. You and Jess Matana were essentially like our uh, selection committee. And I feel like you guys predicted very accurately some of the results that we've seen in the tournament so far. Well, I would say we were less selection committee and more like like uh, the the people on Twitter after it's announced because like it had already been done and we were like, well, this seems like a bad idea. And you were like, ah. 
Oh, you you guys you guys were like Reese Davis and Jay Billis and the crew that are reacting yes. live on yeah, ESPN yeah. set. You guys were doing the reaction show in real time. Yeah, exactly. And I want you both to know that I purposely did not look at the bracket to see how it's doing because I would like to be surprised on the podcast for content's sake. Get ready. You will be surprised, Charlotte. Uh, you will also will be I? surprised. Oh, yes, yes. absolutely. There are okay. results that will absolutely shock you. Lord knows <laughs> they have so shocked excited. us. This will <laughs> so not shock excited. you nearly as much, Charlotte, as the news that we also have our bracket wager going here on the show. Brandon and I wagered on the men's bracket in March Madness, did our March Madness bracket group on the NCAA bracket app, and had like 453 people show up in that. I believe you showed up in that also, yes, Charlotte. Yes, I did. Yes, you- I'm trying to be a good teammate, and I did both the men's and women's brackets. <laughs> but but Charlotte. hold on. Yeah. There is a catch. I filled them out, and I haven't been able to figure out how to access them since. (laughs) Oh. Yes! Yes. So I'm officially in there, and I couldn't quite tell you how I'm doing, except for the men. I know it's bad, because I have Virginia winning. Oh, I do remember that from your appearance here. Bless your heart. It's one of those things where you probably were going to input a password, and you wanted to create your own, and if you're one letter off, then all of a sudden, you're screwed, because you typed it in already, and now it belongs to the AI. So I kind of, yeah, I like the idea of my brackets just, like, hanging out there, you know, unsupervised. It's like college for them. It gives (laughs) me a great opportunity to bring this reference in here. You've got Schrodinger's bracket right now. You don't know if your bracket is actually alive or dead at this point. It exists in a state of quantum superposition. Is that usually a cat? Schrodinger, Schrodinger's yes. cat? Yep. Wow, look how freaking smart we are, Mike. Can you believe it? Yeah, just y'all two. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. I, I, no I read idea. a long article about physics and how like everything might be happening at the same time in the block mm. universe. And then I was like, ah. And then I got down a rabbit hole and realized I didn't really understand any of it. And then... Um, I do remember there was a cat involved, though. There is definitely a cat. I've had a number of those like coffee table physics books that explain it with pictures that have helped yeah. me. And it's the one thing I hold on to. I've realized as an adult, you really just need to know one interesting fact about a few things. Like for me, yeah. I don't know grammar for shit, but I can always tell you that rules for vowel pronunciations, I know the one in particular where if you've got two vowels that are separated by one consonant, the preceding Mm -hmm. vowel takes the long sound, whereas if you've got two consonants in between those vowels, then you get the short vowel sound for that. I don't know dick else about grammar, but I can spit out that one and people are always kind of amazed, just like a Schrodinger's cat reference. Mm. I know way too much about grammar and I didn't know that, so... You know, See? just enriching minds. And everybody listening now knows that. You're welcome. I got, I got something even better for you guys. I found Charlotte's bracket. Oh, God. Oh. She is she is amongst 14 people tied at 41st right now. <laughs> oh. With Wait. 54 upset points. Hold on, and, hold on, uh, hold on. 41st out of 465? Yeah, you can imagine how many people are tied with specific points. But yes, yes. Oh. Not very bad. Not bad. Not that, not too bad. You obviously had Houston playing uh, in the final game, correct? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. I was making sure I found the right bracket. Um, yep. But you still have forty points remaining, um, and you really cleaned up on the uh, on the Midwestern side. So shouts okay. out to you. You got you're kind of a Midwestern at heart with that. Oh, also, also you're doing you're doing pretty well in the West. You don't really got 
the Illinois and, and Kansas lost. So Charlotte, you're oh, also fully beating my ass. I am in 173rd place out of 453 people. And you know what wow. place Brandon is in? Don't do this. We have no idea because Brandon <laughs> couldn't be bothered to fill out his bracket in our pool and had to fill it out by hand after. So now at some point, I'm going to go have to go back in and hand score it so we can figure mm-hmm. out which one of us won and which one of us lost so we know who's redoing our pro day at Notre Dame. Okay, Mike. We don't Wait, have to worry that's, about the, it. that's yes. what's at stake here? Yes, that's the punishment. <laughs> We're going to be in Notre Dame the first week of May. And Mike is deciding to ruin one of our lives during that week. Not our lives, just one of our hamstrings. What does that entail? (laughs) Glad you asked, Charlotte. It's going to include the 40-yard dash, the short shuttle, the three-cone drill, the 225-pound bench press, and then vertical and broad jump. Jeez. Okay. Well, Godspeed. Mike, am I I mistaken, or did you and I do a 40-yard dash together at, like, a 2018 Super Bowl or something. We did, which means that now Didn't I have done do a 40-yard dash at the Super Bowl against everybody in this podcast room right now because I lost <laughs> one to Brandon this year. You beat me, I think. <laughs> wow, all right. That's, you know what, Charlie, you know, you're still on the medal stand for this podcast <laughs> as far as 40-yard dashes, so a well-earned bronze. I'll take a bronze, baby. <laughs> hey, and I'm and I'm fast. I got my 23 me, in me back, and it has like random traits that they put <gasps> in there. One of those things are I am prone to be a better sprinter than I am long distance runner. So Wait, quicker, that's quicker than fast. Hey. Do you have the power elite athlete gene? No. Uh, Wait, that's I, a I thing? don't know if that's a, well, well, so Wait, I say is this, this like the clutch gene? I, my dad did 23 and me and reporter. He's really proud that he, he says he is the power elite athlete gene, but now that I say it out loud, <laughs> it sounds like, like something a dad would lie about. Yeah, maybe he just maybe it just said that he was like prone to something, and that's what he's. I'll have to oh. ask him. I'm seeing him. I'm seeing him this weekend, so I'll, I'll report back. Charlotte, that sounds like a, a dad lie. Like my I dad, said it out loud, uh, yes. and I heard yes. the lie in there. Yeah. Hey, as a dad, I can tell you there's certain things we tell our kids just to make ourselves laugh. <laughs> And then they go and repeat them on podcasts. <laughs> so oh, man. you guys know that U.S. Marine Corps uh, Iwo Jima statue of the guys pushing up the American flag? Yes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dad lies, for years, my grandfather, my dad's dad, used to tell him and his brothers, because my grandfather was in, the, uh, was in, I believe, the Marines. He was in some branch of the armed forces. Ooh, wow. I, I believe that statue is... Oh, yeah, it's the U.S. Marine Corps. So he was in the Marines. And he used to it's tell my dad and his brothers that he was in the background of that statue. It was one. He was one of the hands at the top. <laughs> and for years, they believed him. That's I amazing. would have, too. I would have, too. That's great. Who's to say he's lying? It's every, they used to have a, a, a replica of that statue near the mall in West Hartford, Connecticut. And so we used to drive by and my dad would be like, there's Grandpa Lou. Listen, I waffle daily thinking, am I going to lie to my children about how much I actually played at Notre Dame? I don't know yet. I'm not going to, I don't know if I'm going to tell them yet. Oh, buddy, my brother's got a nine month old boy. And until he knows how to use the internet, we lost to Alabama by two points in overtime. <laughs> Which he's gonna oh. know how to use the internet when he's like three because all of these kids are tablet geniuses now. But like that makes yeah. that just made me sad. that was a sad one. <laughs> it's because there's too much truth in this. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of sads and exciting upsets, uh, guys, this tournament has been incredible, not only for the many upsets that we have seen, uh, that's also translated to the women's side of the bracket also. We had Ole Miss upset, one seed Stanford, and then just the other night, when you and I finished podcasting, Brandon, we had Miami, who I believe was also a nine seed, upset number one, Indiana. It has given us what I think is a beautiful trend among college athletics that we have now seen at the end of the FAU game, the very famous interview um, with Jamie Erdahl where the player swore on air and she said, don't worry, we're on true TV, man. We had it happen with Drew Timmy after Gonzaga's win where he went Mm -hmm. out and said, man, we can't be the team to fuck this up. And just last night, I forget the young lady's name, but after the Miami upset, she was talking and waxing poetic about how one of her assistant coaches had told her to go oh, out it was there. Destiny. It was destiny. Yes. Yeah. So she went out right? and told her to win the fucking game and <laughs> very casually dropped the F bomb on the ESPN broadcast and very casually apologized. And the kids are out here cussing and winning. And I love it. I love it so much. It's also, I've seen every one of those happen live, which is somehow like, of course they're going to get clipped. Of course we're going to see them after the fact, but being there to witness it in real, where you look at each other and you're like, you just say fuck on television. (laughs) It's like chef's kiss. That's, that's the real reason we watch sports. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and different events like that. I'll, if I'll take it back to American Idol has nothing to do with sports. I saw, (laughs) wait, take it back. American Idol is sports. Okay, okay, I'll do. I'll take it back. Yes, and and, and, Charlotte official. um, Yeah, I I believe it was 2009 or 2010, but I saw the guy do pants on the ground live on the show. Like, oh, (laughs) pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like like a fool with your pants pants on the the ground. ground. (laughs) Hat turned sideways, pants hit the ground. Call yourself a cool cat, looking like a fool, walking, talking with your pants on the ground. Get him up. Hey, get your pants off the ground. Like I saw wow, that live, you know the whole and I was song. like, oh my God. <laughs> "Mike, it was very." But this is before you could rewind things. I just was like, "This is going to be important for a long time." <laughs> <laughs> oh. And oh boy, were you right, man! See, it's special when you see it live. a beautiful moment like that because you're right Charlotte in the internet era it's always going to resurface but it's like hand picking and eating fruit off of a tree as opposed to getting it from a market there's just something you feel a little bit more grounded and connected to stuff best analogy I ever could have hoped for (laughs) terrifying absolutely terrifying um Charlotte, um, is there yes. anything else so far? Because we haven't seen you since the start of March Madness. Is there anything else that stuck out to you so far on either the men's or the women's tournament from what we've seen in that initial weekend of March Madness? I don't think anything that people haven't already said. I think it's been really cool to see the women's side get shaken up because it's usually so chalk. And I think it's really fun. I was psyched when Miami won after the coach had been disciplined and the Cavender twins and the whole NIL stuff that you guys and I talked about. Um, It was just great. Like those moments of, um, but also like it made me very sad. I was so sad for Indiana. Like they're sobbing. Mm And it's that's the thing about college sports where there's so much more emotion. And for some of these kids who are seniors who probably aren't going to go pro, you're just like you. There, there's something beautiful about when they're crying. And like, yes, they're crying because they lost, but also because it's. I think of it as like here they are standing in one place, and then all of a sudden, and they've been running their whole lives. All of a sudden, they stop, 
Like it's officially over and all of their past selves who worked so hard to get there just like hit them like a ton of, it's like a physics thing where all of a sudden they're so overwhelmed by like, oh my God, A, it's over, but B, look at what I did. Like there's so much joy in it too. And, and, and it's just a beautiful thing. I, March Madness is one of my favorite sports things ever. That's a great point. And sports endings are a really emotional thing because however long you played, at some point you had a sports ending. It's that line from Moneyball. At some point, we're all told we can no, no longer play the children's game. Some of us are told at 13. Some of us are told at 38, but we're all told. Like, Brandon, do you remember, was there a moment for you when it hit, when you were at Ball State in your last season? Uh <sighs> I don't, yeah, and honestly, it's bad because it was the Beefo Brady's Bowl of all places to, to have your last mm. football game. You got you got a ring from that game, didn't you? I, I may have. I I'm pretty I sure I remembered you showing me a bowl game ring from Ball State. Yeah, I, okay. I don't want to get into that because <laughs> rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I Well, actually, one of the things that Ball State messed up with, I got a four-year Letterman ring as well there, which I was only there awesome. for a year, so what yeah. an impact. But, yeah, I, it was Blake Broidel's last college game as well, and he kind of embarrassed us. And I, I remember just, like, feeling solid on my in my two feet that I was like, okay, definitely not going to start at the next level. Like, let's see if we can bounce on some practice squads, you know. But I, all of the real memories I feel like that mattered to me were back in high school. Like, you know, the guys I interesting. I played high school with everyone yeah. that I played youth league football with for years. So it was like, you know, the last time playing with the people I fell in love with the game with at, at, a, at a real level. Um, and I just remember crying like a baby after losing overtime, uh, second overtime, had to go for two. You know, dropped in an end zone, oh. that type of thing. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 sad. But also, when the when the ability to stop making money off of it hits you too, like that's really sad. Like that yeah. kind of thing. That's the thing they hit in college. When you're like, okay, like there's no way because I feel like I play. I use football to play for school a lot of times too. Like I like yeah. there's no. I'm not going to be able to exchange my talent for anything that's worth value anymore. No, I think that's a great point and a reminder that. Sports do mean a lot of different things to everybody. And for some people, you absolutely have to remember, like, that is the avenue for people to change their lives with that. So it's a big part of it. Uh, Charlotte, did you have a moment with that? I, you know, I never took sports as seriously as I should have, which is sort of when I played them, which, like, on the one hand, I'm like, good for you. I think I I knew it wasn't going to get me to college. I knew that, like... I wasn't bad, but I think for, I always knew that I wanted to be a writer like there or, or like there was such a clear path for me in some form that I wasn't quite sure what it was, but I knew, I think it was hard for me to put everything into something that I just didn't see where it was going to get me. Sure. Right. And not that I didn't love, I actually, I played softball and I was a captain my senior year and I, loved i loved that team i loved playing so much like it, it, i i was a good hitter like de- i couldn't field for shit in the infield so they just put me in the outfield because i could like track down a ball and i had a blast and i think that the the sadness for me was like i loved going out there and you know in softball or baseball where you start like close to each other throwing a ball back and forth mm-hmm. and then you gradually get farther and farther apart that was like 
the best thing in the entire world. You just shot this shit with your friends. Like the softball team was full of weirdos at my school and they were all like, it was like a comedy loop. We were just like doing bits the whole time. And I think I remember when that ended being like, you know, I wasn't going on to play sports in college. And I I think I remember being like, oh man, like that's not going to happen again in that way. And there was, you can't, you you can't recreate that no matter like what men's or women's league you play in. There's something very special about um, playing sports in school in some form. So I I don't, I can't say that I had that same heavy impact moment, but there was like that, oh, this is gone forever now. Yeah, sports have a different finality than everything else. I like, yeah. and it, I, the high school version of it is definitely the most pure, whittled down version. You talking about that for me? It was partner stretch lines. My buddy in high yes. school, who was my partner stretch partner, is a guy named Brendan Jasper, who's getting married coming up this summer. I'm going to his bachelor hey. party this weekend, and it's going to be all of my high school teammates. And high school sports preserves you in amber because as soon as I land mm. with that group, it's all the same stuff from high school. We already had a reference to the team that we lost to our senior year in state already had that pop up in a group chat leading up to this weekend so those are the things that never go away but once it is done like I, I was driving uh, I drove from LA to Arizona to see my family today and I'm getting ready I'm going to see Taylor Swift this weekend and I was listening Dang to Taylor Swift you've got a hell of a weekend coming up my Man. my sister Buddy. in Christ I mean, going to be scraping me up for Monday's podcast. Yeah, worried about you. If you thought I sounded (laughs) like shit coming off Super Bowl week, (laughs) no, no, no. This guy. Granted, if Mike's at my age, just like let me know and I'll pop on and do my best. Oh my gosh, what surprises! Honestly, surprise Charlotte Brandon podcast on Monday. I've missed one show in my career because of a night out, and it was my coworker Prim Seripapat's wedding in New York, and I ended up missing the radio show the next day, and it was the best (laughs) radio show we ever had, and I somehow didn't get in trouble. It was incredible, but I was driving listening to the Taylor Swift, and there was one song where she talks about. she talks about like remembering this moment, like the first time she went on stage. And I thought, oh man, she can do that for a really long time. Like she can remember mm. the first time and how it felt, but she gets to do this in perpetuity. And I actually, like this isn't even like where people make up sayings that their kids said. I absolutely thought like the thing that I already built so much of my life around is over. I don't get to do that anymore. And it's just a weird thing that we always grapple with. That's why athlete mortality and player transitions from the game to the next is always something that's so interesting to talk about because it's done done. It's big done. You don't get to go back and dip a toe into that, even if you're you know sowing your oats in a rec league or something like that and getting something close to the similar feeling. But Mike, you also had a cup of coffee in the league. Like, when was your moment that uh, yeah, like, like you were it, able to have an NFL jersey on during that moment? So, I mean, I had two because the college one, like, the more and more and further away I get from it, playing at Notre Dame football was my dream. Playing in the NFL was something I wanted to do, wanted to do, and something that I, you know, think I gave as close to my all as I was going to get at. So the Notre Dame one I got to have in the third quarter of the Alabama loss. And that's not even like to be funny. Mm. That game was out of hand for so long. I remember at one point I felt myself getting emotional on the sideline and I caught myself and I was like, legitimately this conversation in my head, I'm not going to be the one they get on camera and run on sports (laughs) center for the sad Notre Dame shot. 
I had seen yeah. too much of that. And so I caught yeah. myself there. But by the end of the game, I got to have that celebration with our buddies in the locker room because at that point it was, all right, we get to reflect on our time there now. We get to go mm-hmm. and we were having a party one way or the other. They've got all the stuff set up. It was just a party with sadder music. We got drunk. We talked about all the good times and we did the recollecting. The NFL one was different because I had gone three years. I hadn't made a team. I hadn't even made a practice squad. I was just going to training camp and getting cut. You know, one year I did the whirlwind where I did the FXFL and went to Canadian training camp and all this stuff. But 2015 for the Saints, I'll never forget it. Our last tra- our last um, preseason game that year was at Green Bay. And the reason I always talk about Green Bay Packers fans being different, that town, I say this lovingly as like a big high school, shuts down on game day. Preseason four, Lambo was full to watch wow. me and the future enterprise rent-a-car agents of America go out there and play football. <laughs> That's just how much those people love football. But I remember being down on the field and I was crying pregame. And I remember yeah. thinking, because I didn't know if I was going to make the team. I knew I was going to play a bunch in that game. And I said, if this is the end, what a pretty damn cool place to potentially end this that has this yeah. much history to get to walk out of that small concrete tunnel that all those legends had walked out of. Like for years, I had heard opposing players talk about coming to Notre Dame, say their coaches told them, don't let the ghosts beat you. And I said to my parents after the game, I heard the ghosts here. Like this is a mm-hmm. place where you come and you can hear the goats, ghosts. And so, you know, my parents and my brother were and there the for that goats. game Man. and the goats. Lots of goats. So yeah, no, I got to yeah. I got to kind of, you know, really walk into that one with finality in mind. My parents and my brother were all there. We got a picture down on the field after and you know, awesome. after that I got cut. But yeah, it was it was it was really unique to get to end it there, even if it wasn't anywhere near the circumstances that I had wanted my football career to end in. You know, the two things. One, I think that so I was a poetry major. Like I thought that I was gonna be a poet and then i realized i don't know i'm like i don't know how you, you'd be you didn't know it how do you, yeah no i i was like i i don't know how i don't know it how um i was like should i get my phd for seven years and then i was like we all know that's not gonna happen um but i you guys are as close to poetry and sports as i have come like sometimes you'll say things where i'm just like that's a lot you just you both have bars is what i'm trying to say but um Anyway, uh, to quickly go back to Taylor Swift for a moment, um, J.J. Watt had a TikTok where he talked about how impressed he was with her performance. Um, did you already touch on this? We did mention it, but I want to hear your sta- your standard or your so, vantage so point on this. The reason that I bring it up is because there there was so he talks about how great she is, how impressive, three hours fifteen minutes, no breaks, how she's a true entertainer. She gave everything to her fans. Everything was in service for her fans. And it made me think about this is gonna sound very strange, Gronk's beach party. Um, where he <laughs> he's literally when he does these things, he'll be out there for like I've been to two of them now, which is uh like Built different. Gonna take so yeah. I'm gonna have to process that in therapy once now that I realize that I've been to two Gronk beach parties. Um, but he is out there for like eight hours at a time dancing with these people who come to party with him. And the way that JJ Watt was talking about this was clearly from the point of view of someone who has given it his all, who had put everything he could out there and and really cared. Like there I think if he 
got shit for anything. It was for being too earnest a lot of the time. And so for him to say that, I the reason I bring this up is because I watched him and there was an element of wistfulness in his voice. There was like, there, there was a sadness, um, even as mm. he was being very positive about, about Taylor Swift's performance. Because for me at least, and this is total conjecture, so sorry, JJ, if this wasn't going through your head at all. But for me, I saw an element of like, Oh shit! She gets to keep doing it. Yep. Like she wow. gets to keep doing yeah. it, and oh. that was like the undertone. Charlotte, yeah. we've talked about it on this podcast before, and it, I always sound like I'm belittling our profession right now. But there really is nothing like being in it. There's nothing also like. A very, it's a very silly profession. Right? Oh, so. it a hundred percent is, and it's great, and it's not to like devalue the work that everyone puts in. Like right. I've seen. There are a lot of people who approach this with that same mentality. I think like once you've done something at a high level anywhere like JJ has, you can recognize it in other places yes. because right. greatness in any field requires similar things of you. And so, totally. but there's a difference of being the one at the center of the arena. Like that's the thing athletes and entertainers have always had in common. And when you realize I'm never going to be the one that people are showing up for, I'm never going to be the one who can impact how all these people feel or how the results of this go that's a really weird hollow feeling and i think it's why so many guys end up going back and like late chasing coaching sometime is because that's the closest that you can get to then being a part of the operation again and actually influencing an outcome or helping someone get better at something instead of just you know talking about it the way we do well but, also that's sorry brandon no please. just like i think i'm not afraid to admit i'm chasing that in this career yeah like I want to be doing live shows. I want to be on the broadcast in the big moments. I like I have if you are competitive or care about sports or are wired in a certain way, um, I think it's hard not to chase that. And mm -hmm. it just depends what form that takes. But you want to get as close to that center as you can. And even if you know you're never going to hit it, like that's yep. still the thing. Yeah, I, I, I'll say this little anecdote. When I first started doing podcasting with Joy Taylor back at Fox Sports, I was talking to our friend of ours, John Goodman, who played in the national championship game with Mike and had that moment as well. I was talking about the transition into podcasting and, you know, whatever it is. And something he said to me stuck with me to this day. He said, it's so cool because you still have a game day. And the concept of podcasting, obviously we do it every day now, so it's a little bit different, but like the concept of going out there, preparing, trying to execute a plan, and at the end of the day, getting to watch the tape, you're never as bad as you were, you're never as good as you were. Like, I think there is something to what we're doing that the very real nature that we still have a game day and that should be celebrated. 100%. Yeah. It's it's why I always tell guys that like calling games is the the reason it's fun to do is because it's the closest you get to playing. You watch tape, you show yeah. up, you have a game day, you get all the energy. It's 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 absolutely spot on. So it's uh, it's fun. And like you said, we're watching that happen for some people in real time. I died laughing. I forget which game it was in the women's bracket, but they were talking and saying, oh, it was in the Iowa-Georgia game. And they were talking about obviously one of the non-Caitlin Clark players who said she's not coming back for her fifth year. She's going Going oh. to dental school. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking awesome. That this what was her name? Oh, it, it escapes me. It, 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 um, I loved that. I love that too. Indiana Dental School. Oh, McKenna Warnock. 
There you go. Warnock. Yeah, right. she will bypass her free COVID season to enter dental school. Brandon and I had a teammate, Chris Stewart, who did his first year of law school as a fifth-year senior at Notre Dame on the football team. Fucking That's insane. Incredible. So uh, shout out to all of the young people that are not going on in the tournament anymore. What you've done mattered. The people you did it with mattered. And you're going to have mm-hmm. plenty of other days that matter, even if we just sounded like we were still trying to relive the glory days there. But speaking... Of the good times that we know are here while we're in them. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Let's have Charlotte Wilder look at our Sweet 16 for the Some Shining Moments bracket that we put together. For anyone that wasn't with us last week, it's a bracket made up of 32 of the biggest moments from the last year. Sports, movies, TV, music, pop culture, everything. We seeded them, we put them into four different regions, and we had you, the people, at Gojo Show on Twitter, vote for all of those. And my God in heaven, the results were something so charlotte you were here when we unveiled the round Mm -hmm. of 32 we have just now finished the votes from this most recent round of voting and i'm just double checking to make sure there wasn't any changes here there were not and so i can go so we're 32 to 16 yep so we are down to the sweet 16 now for the tournament here so let's give you uh let's give you the rundown here charlotte for what we've had in this tournament thus far can you, can, is it too long if you say this versus this and I guess? Uh, no, absolutely not. So I want to guess which way. We'll do it quickly. I, w- I won't go through the whole, just rapid fire. And then maybe at the end, I give you like my key takeaway. Uh, no, I'll let you, I'll let you guess, guess each one as okay. we go through okay. the region. All okay. right. Okay. So we should off Charlotte. So we started off Charlotte. The first round we did was the North region. It was the sports region. One Tom Brady retirement saga versus eight Aaron Judge home run chase. Which one? Tom Brady. Aaron Judge. (laughs) The eight seed Aaron Judge home run race upset Tom Brady's retirement in the first round. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's like like Virginia losing. Holy shit. Charlotte, trust me. It doesn't stop there. Um, yeah. Okay. So next one, Kelsey Brothers at the three seed versus the six seed Brooklyn Nets impro- imploding. Who won? Okay, the Nets. Kelsey Brothers. <sighs> I reverse psychology of myself. I know. Okay. They say it's like rock paper scissors. Now you're in your own head. Uh, all right, let's get back on track here. Four seed Messi and Mbappe World Cup final versus the five seed Georgia Bulldogs going back to back in the a- national championship. Uh, Messi. World Cup. Yep, absolutely. Messi okay. World Cup goes on. Last okay. one. Two seed LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar against seven seed Brock Purdy's remarkable season. Brock Purdy. Yep. 
So the Sweet 16 from the North region is 8-seed Judge versus 3-seed Kelsey Brothers and 4-seed World Cup Final versus 7-seed Brock Purdy. So the sports If Brock region. Purdy beats Mbappe and Buenos Aires, uh, excuse me, Aaron, I messed it up so His Aaronis, Buenos Aires. His Buenos Aires. Uh, we'll burn to the ground. I got you, yes, Brandon. Charlotte, you, believe you. me, it only gets weirder. In the East region, okay. the music region, we had one seed yeah. Taylor Swift Midnight Saga against the eight seed Wednesday, Wednesday Adams Dance Scene. Who won? I'm, I'm going to say Taylor Swift, even though if it gets weird, maybe I'm wrong. What? Wednesday Adams, the internet. What? It's might. The internet is up its own ass. Okay, wow. And I'm amazed because this was from my timeline. I am full of Swifties, so there really is something weird in the water. You think you are. Um, Number three seed, Rihanna Super Bowl halftime show versus the six seed Lizzo playing James Madison's Crystal Flute. Oh, shit. (laughs) This is impossible. Um... I mean, I want to say Rihanna. She did. Rihanna won. Okay. Okay, good. Rihanna okay. advances. I mean, not, no shade to Lizzo on the flute, but of that course. Rihanna show spoke to me on a cellular level. We are all changed <laughs> now. Our DNA yes. contains bad yes. girl in it, which is phenomenal. Yes. Uh, the 4-5 matchup. Uh, Oliver Shane Hawkins, Taylor Hawkins' son, playing in the tribute, the There Goes My Hero with the Foo Fighters in honor of the passing of his father versus the five-seed Harry's House. Who won? Taylor Hawkins' son. Yes, he did. The four seed advances yep. to the Sweet 16. And last but not least, two seed Beyonce's Renaissance against seven seed Corn Kid. Oh, God. Corn Kid is the only thing on here that could give Beyonce a run for her money. Uh, Beyonce, though. It's corn. Mm. A oh, big lump with knobs. your heart. Had the juice. <laughs> Have you ever seen a more beautiful thing? Wow. So okay. we have we have eight seed Wednesday Adams going up against three seed Rihanna and four seed Taylor Hawkins going up against seven seed Corn Kid. Um, <laughs> in the South region, we have got uh, the movies and television region here with the one seed, the Oscar slap going up against Kanye West's entire saga of controversy and demise. I hope it's a slap. The slap won overwhelmingly. Great. It was the widest margin of victory by far. Thank God. Um, okay, great, great, great. The three versus six matchup, Stranger Things, Kate Bush running up that hill versus oh, yeah. The Last of Us, episode three, the Bill and Frank episode. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to go with recency bias and say The Last of Us won. Running up that hill. Okay, okay. Yep. I'm all in on Kate Bush, so I'm happy about that one. Um, we have the four seed, Don't Worry Darling Actually, Drama. What? I hope Kate Bush makes it to the championship. Ooh. Would be an incredible moment for something old becoming new. Why? Yep, okay. Can, I'm, I love that song. I love that moment. I love that it came back. I've always loved Kate Bush. Been a big Kate Bush stand before all of this. Wuthering Heights is an unbelievable song. Haunting. Anyway. Damn. Is, is she the is she the heir of the, the Bush? Like Bush Light line? No. Is like the beer people? I don't think so. No? Beer, beer Bush or President Bush? I hope she's not a Nepo baby. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, um, baby. The four seed, Don't Worry Darling Drama, went up against the five seed Cheryl Lee Ralph Emmy acceptance speech. Who won? Uh, wait, sorry. I was Googling Kate Bush. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh, don't worry, darling versus Cheryl Lee yeah. Ralph Emmy acceptance speech. Who won? Uh, Cheryl. No, don't worry, darling. 
Ah. People what? love the mess. It was juicy. Yeah, people were really it in it. It was juicy. It was. Yeah. I did love that. I followed Pretty every. Um, and Charlotte, yeah. last one. Two seed Top okay. Gun Maverick versus 17. J-Lo and Ben Affleck getting back together. J-Lo. J-Lo and Ben. J-Lo and Ben. J-Lo and Ben. Top Gun destroyed oh, them. God. That was embarrassing. What? The seeding. I blame the seeding. Hey, listen. Brock Purdy won. They don't have any excuses. Yeah. Um, no, I know. Top Gun Maverick was fun. The last region was the region we put up yesterday. It was the West region. It was the and other region. Basically, the internet <laughs> and things that we couldn't place elsewhere, which explains the 1-8 matchup. Elon Musk buying Twitter versus 8-seed Cocaine Bear. It can be the actual bear on cocaine or the movie. Both of them originated from God's internet. Who won? Okay. Um, Elon Musk. Yes, Elon Musk yes. Uh, advances okay. uh, in that one. The 3-seed, Pete Davidson's dating roster versus Harry and Meghan keep telling all. Charlotte. Uh, Pete, I think Pete won. Pete Davidson did win. Yeah, almost sixty percent of the vote. Pete Davidson. I'm on a heater. Getting it done. Uh, the four seed, the loss of Queen Elizabeth against the five seed, Selena and Haley Bieber drama. Selena and Haley. The Queen actually oh! went ham on this one. Almost eighty percent of the vote. So her royal highness. Rest in yes. power. Um, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> sort of. And then uh, the final vote. The two seed, Chat GPT AI versus Adam Levine's DMs. Charlotte, who won? It's the weirdest bracket I've ever heard of. Um, I don't know. Chat GPT, Mike. It actually did. I was stunned. I thought for sure people would love the grime of Adam Levine's DMs. So we have got Chat GPT, the two seed, going up against Queen Elizabeth, and Elon Musk going up against Pete Davidson. As the right. good Lord intended. So again, yeah. the Sweet 16 from the East, Wednesday Adams, Rihanna, Taylor, uh, Oliver Shane Hawkins, and Corn Kid. From the North region, Aaron Judge and the Kelsey Brothers, and the World Cup Final and Brock Purdy. From the West region, Elon Musk, Pete Davidson, ChatGPT, and Queen Elizabeth. And from the South, the Slap, Kate Bush, Don't Worry Darling, and Top Gun. At Gojo Show on Twitter, we will begin the voting for the Sweet 16 Post haste, toot sweet as we get going here. Um, in the meantime, friends, the NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's time to answer some mailbag questions. The people were kind enough to send us some questions. We will be kind enough to provide them with some answers at Gojo Show on Twitter and Instagram is where you can find us. And 
Let's go with this one from Zach. 13090. On a scale of 1 to 10, what is your excitement level for the new season of Love is Blind starting next week? Oh my god, I'm so glad somebody brought this up! <laughs> I can't wait. I can't freaking wait. I'm addicted to this show. Also, my birth so my birthday is on Saturday. The show the Love is Blind comes out on Friday and Succession comes out on Sunday. We've got and it's March Madness. There's not enough time in the day to watch all of the things I have to watch. I'm a little stressed. Think about this entire weekend overall. We've got the season finale of Shrinking that'll come out midnight on Thursday night before all of that even gets started. And the season finale of Daisy Jones and the Six on Thursday. I have not watched that yet, but I hear good things. Yeah, I know. But the people listening will who know, know. Shout out Stevie Nicks. I think I think Love is Blind for me has now taken the top spot in my reality dating show. I, I I just flat out didn't watch this season of The Bachelor where apparently Zach went on a sex strike during the fantasy <laughs> suites, but then had sex with someone and decided to tell people about it. Like, dog, what are you doing? Why are these guys so dumb and feel the need to tell everyone that they're having sex with other people? Because... Well, I don't need to answer that. Um, but they, yeah, but um, I no, the bachelor's the bachelor's over. It's love is blind, reign supreme. Okay, well, let's okay, let's be honest about love is blind, real quick though, real quick though, because mm-hmm. I'm as excited as it for it as I am about March Madness in a sense that it's just the feeder to my actual true love, which is the perfect match. And getting the chance to see how the <laughs> roster gets filled up with the person match. Oh, like, oh that person came from this school. This is this is like this is their storyline. Like I'm I'm kind of all in on the perfect match now. So Love Is Blind just feels like a feeder. Because let's be real, about there's a full episode that they don't need in the entire season. It's true, and it's usually around the time where they're meeting the families. I feel like they milk stuff out just way too long. We're like, like, like we're we're off the high of the honeymoon. Like we got to get to the stuff a little quicker. I couldn't agree more with you, Brandon. I couldn't. Thank the you. the Love Is Blind and the NCAA tournament are um, the draft for the NBA yes. and Perfect Match. <laughs> There you go. Yes, absolutely. Um, All right. Well, just looking at the rosters. Since we are all thoroughly excited to get a look at these rosters, and since you brought up Perfect Match, this uh, segues perfectly into this question from Robosser. Is there a dating show concept you haven't seen yet that you would want to? Ooh. Uh, Yes, I had an idea. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, shocked. (laughs) 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 You had your, your own, you don't say. I think that there should be a dating show of, if anybody steals this idea and doesn't have, bring me on as a producer, I'm saying this right now, I'll be pissed. Uh, okay. Sports fans um, from teams that hate each other are set up on dates. and Or like f- if you make it, you're paired up like you bring in a certain amount of Red Sox fans, a certain amount of Yankees fans or something, or like, mm. you know, one Red Sox fan, one Yankees fan, one Ravens fan, one Steelers fan, like, and they have to, and the couple who survives the longest wins the competition. And you've got to do it in season. Yeah. Oh, man. Or, or I, I don't know. I have haven't you, worked have out you the rules yet. Have you but, workshopped a name for it yet? Um, <gasps> House divided? Bleeding hearts. What house divided? There you go. Yes, that might be good. Just because the bleeding you know, hearts. 
What? Yeah, I, ooh, Jesus. Oh, bleeding? Who am I? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Disturbing. There's something in there. There's anyway. All right. Um, I love the I love the concept. Yeah. Sports reality dating feels there's always been sports elements of reality dating, as you've often yes. pointed out. Reality dating is sports, but yep. they also do love the sports dates on there. Brandon, were there any other ones that you had an idea of? Because I had an idea for one and I found out it existed. Okay. What, so Travis Kelsey's gonna... shot at love? No, Actually, but catching Kelsey mind... needs to make a comeback. It <laughs> would be incredible Kelsey. now. That's true. Yeah, all mines are comebacks. I have two, so let's let's listen to yours first, Mike. Well, I wanted a reality dating cooking show, and then I realized it exists on Hulu, and it's called Hotties. Um, Get out. In, in this wild dating competition, four hot singles go on blind dates and battle to cook up date night worthy dishes. But in order to keep cooking, they'll have to choke down extreme spicy food challenges. Will beating the heat help them burn through the first date facades to form a more authentic connection, or will it all just be a hilarious? Hot mess. Great Just copy. sounds like a way to have diarrhea before you go on a date with someone. Yes. Which <laughs> would like definitely it. break the ice. Like uh, uh, the last time I was in a relationship, that gap of time before you're comfortable pooping in front of the mm. person that you're dating. Hell on earth, especially when the Starbucks <laughs> bathroom you try and go in is occupied by someone for a long time, and then you come back out after a number of times past where it already seems like you poop, but you didn't get to poop, and now you still got to figure <laughs> out where you're going to poop. Mike, Charlotte, yeah. I saw Chris Hansen as I was exchange as we were, we were, I was at a Starbucks in Santa Barbara. He was coming out of the bathroom. I was going in and I didn't feel like asking what the code was. So I was like very aggressively like in on on whoever was going to come out. Uh-huh. Ran into the bachelor, the bachelor host. Wait, you Chris know, Harrison. You mean Chris Harrison? Oh, Chris yeah, Hansen's bad, the bad, the, bad. the guy that used to storm in on child predators before. I think right. he got caught right. up for infidelity. My bet, my bet, my bet, my bet. This is like, I, and, I, Still, and I would that's probably huge, have some Brandon. fire for you guys if you guys messed up a famous black person's name like that. So uh, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. But yeah, the, the Bachelor one. It's basically the same. Well, I'll say, let me say this. I think. What are your ideas? That, so uh, Flavor of Love and For the Love of Ray J was one of my, two of my favorite dating shows that were on H, uh, VH1. They probably were a little too horny at the time, uh, but I just the Makes idea sense. of uh, and and also like uh, what is it the Brett the Brett Bret Hart not Bret Hart uh, oh Rock of Love Rock of Love yeah like an actual celebrity getting out there as if they're interested at all mm-hmm. and then a bunch of people just going after him I love that concept but also this is a little twist do you guys remember the show Wife Swap Yes. yes. Okay, so my biggest issue with Wife Swap was it was really, it should have been called Mom Swap because they never did it when it didn't have, when there wasn't kids involved. And it was all about momming and less about wifing. And like the the husbands were kind of a non-factor in the whole thing. So imagine if it was Wife Swap where they were actually trying out new families. (laughs) Like some some turmoil. (laughs) Leading into like just getting into the new thing, like maybe grass isn't green on the other side. Maybe I did. I need to. Me and me and Steve need to talk these things out. I don't need to go just switch up families. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I just uh, also a shot at love with Tila Tequila was another VH1. Very progressive at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Also fair. Yeah, she had women on there too. It was incredible. I loved that. I love. I watched that Flavor of Love. Big fan of the. I've always been this way. <laughs> the, only, the only thing I remember about Wife Swap was the Chappelle show mock of it where he was in the white home and he was reading the newspaper in the bathroom and he said, who in the hell is Renee Zellwidger? 
That's all I remember from that. That one was too much. That was, that was a great skit. If we're bringing back shows, skit. I want to bring back Next from MTV. Oh, yes. so good. that show was just that oh show was just god. a dating app in real life. It was oh, terrible. in the bus. Yes. Oh my god, bring it back. Somebody, somebody actually just the full circle. Somebody I played high school football with was on the next bus, and he was the fifth person and never made it. All he did was make weird faces at everyone because the bus gets so weird <laughs> during that entire time. Like he spoke to his true soul and like Louisville nature by just throwing shade at everybody who's sitting there trying to get on the get off the bus. It's incredible. incredible. Um, <laughs> this question comes from Coley Mars. What is your title for the rom-com that starts with Charlotte Wilder and Jason Tatum being traded from the Boston Celtics to the Lakers and winding up on a plane together wondering how they got there, which for anyone that missed the podcast was an actual dream that Charlotte Wilder had? Um, I think I would call it... <sighs> I got it. Yeah, yeah. What? West Coast Connection. Holy shit. It's a good one. Does You're good at this. That's I like that one a lot. Mine uh my idea was ball his wife. <laughs> In a time wow. where like the worst titles seem to be making it to shows, that's great. That would ball be greenlit by the I CW. Believe, I can't believe that doesn't exist already. That's a dating show I want. That, they would definitely just, promote that during March Madness. You could remember Iron Eagle. And coming up after this, <laughs> Bala's wife, Charlotte Wilder, and Celtic star Jason Tatum wind up in quite a conundrum as they're both <laughs> traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. I told you guys about the SNL sketch where they, they do Joe Buck and it gets weirder and weirder where yes. he has to say, and next, yes. <laughs> next, coming up after this crazy house. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Which they essentially had a crazy house read for them this year. I had had a bit planned with Brandon where I actually had three shows that were actually promo during the final, <laughs> during the NCAA tournament and three shows that were made up during that time. Mike, oh, it's mailbag time. Run that. Sh all right. You, all right. Here we go. You guys can guess this. I have okay. six of them written down. First off, we have got the equalizer starring Queen Latifah. Real, <laughs> Real. or fake? Real. I I know that's I, I know my queen. One hundred percent real. All right. Yeah, come on, Mike. Here we go. The Creator League featuring Cash Nasty. False. That is real. <laughs> that is a YouTube basketball series where YouTube stars <laughs> compete for a prize in a basketball tournament. Oh, I thought you made it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Real Housewives of Appalachia. Fake. <laughs> Absolutely fake, but I wish was real. <laughs> but we need it. Yes. All right. Coming up, Short Stack, starring John Favreau. Uh, real. That is a hundred percent made up. <laughs> All right. Well, he was in. He he did Chef, so I thought maybe this was his pancake movie. Yep, a hundred percent my thought process too. Oh, right damn, into my good. trap. Um, uh, the next we have The Joker and the Queen starring Ed Sheeran. No. Absolutely uh, not real. No, that's the name of a song that Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift did, though. Oh. oh okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and the last one, East New York 
starring Amanda Warren. Real. Absolutely real. I know. I've seen, not only was it the last one, so it had to be real because that was the ratio we were working with, but um, it, so in the future, I don't say three are real, three are fake. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. Great context clues, Charlotte. <laughs> but um, but I did hear, I remember hearing Eastern New York, and I live in New York. I live in Brooklyn, which I guess is sort of technically East New York. And I was like, what the heck is this? Ooh, Jimmy Smith is in that? Loved him in uh, Sons of Anarchy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Gemma. Great call. Gemma. 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 Uh-huh. This one comes from at Michael B. Rubin on Twitter. What college would Charlotte have gone to if she had had to pick a Power 5 school? Charlotte, considering, considering you did have done back-to-back years of college tours, it was my yeah. favorite game I used to play with Anish Shroff when we'd be on the road, is you would approach every week like you were reopening your recruiting process, and we would go through mm-hmm. each week, and based on the schools we'd been to, figure out who we commit to. So if you had to pick a Power 5 school, who would it be? I have an answer, and then I have the real answer. My answer is LSU, and then in reality, it would be Michigan. <laughs> Oh, oh wow! Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. You're both like, oh yeah, shit. I fell in yeah, love with LSU, unlike any other school. Um, and then I went to Michigan, and I was like, oh right, no, this is where I would have. <laughs> this is where hey, I would have gone. You don't get me to say a lot of nice things about Michigan easy, but the Washtenaw Bakery is one of the nicest yeah, places yeah. ever. Phenomenal ice cream. That town is actually very cute. Obviously, everyone goes to Zingerman's, but there's a lot of really good stuff the- there. The Boston to Michigan pipeline is very strange to me. It's so real. It's yeah. so real because you because you go first of all it's not too far from the east coast. It's a lot closer mm. than I thought it was to be honest. I I have to tell you uh, not to segue too much but the the or divert. The one thing I learned uh, I know nothing about US geography from my time traveling to these schools. Uh, did you know that it's like an hour from New York to Knoxville? Hour 15 on a plane? That whole area of the country, like... Knoxville, Tennessee. Detroit. From the mid-Atlantic down, messed me up. Yeah. I got there so fast. And I was like, how are these places so close to where I live? You know the tailwind. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, I... The Boston to Michigan pipeline is so real, Brandon. I don't know. Maybe we're all just, like, obnoxious and we hone in on it. Or Ann Arbor just feels like New England. Ooh, Ann Arbor does have kind of New England vibes. The campus, like both Notre Dame's campus and uh, Michigan's campus actually have very New England vibes. They're at their peak, I think, in the fall season. They're set up very much like that. The weather is always weirdly in sync with whatever the weather in the Mm -hmm. Northeast is. So there's something to that. Also, I, I don't say Notre Dame because I have not been there yet. So hopefully at some point in the future... I, I could have some tour guides. Yeah, we we will. Prom- we I promise you, we will give you a glowing tour that will have you ready to commit. After Brandon knows, there is one thing that gets every Notre Dame player to commit on the spot, and that is the "Here Come the Irish" video with the song sung by the mm. white lady in the background. Um, "Here Come the Irish" of Notre Dame. So it's incredible. Show show me a fight uh, a hype video, and I'm oh. I'm there. It, it, it'll give you full body chills. We'll make sure we get that in front of you. Okay. Um, speaking of the Northeast, 
Um, at Michael Turbo Dude, does the AFC East hype picking up right now resemble the AFC West hype from last year? In other words, will the Bills win this division handily and make everyone look foolish? Charlotte, are you at all excited about the Patriots now that you're going to have a real offensive coordinator again in Bill O'Brien? Yes, and we got Juju, and um, I don't really have any idea of what is going to happen, and I dare oh. hope maybe it might be fun again i think you but guys i'm also a... we're gonna get steamrolled by the bill so i am fascinated to see what juju smith schuster is like on the new england patriots if this is a gronk style thing where he just gets to be able to be himself after what i thought was a somewhat resurgent season by him in kansas city i thought outside of travis kelsey he was often one of the most consistent options on that team but i just think also having one voice in the room who is actually an offensive coordinator be the offensive coordinator with mac jones or bailey zappy as they parent trap us is going to be helpful at least <laughs> yeah i mean i honest if it gets worse from last year when you had when you had I can't even say it without laughing. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge sharing, sharing the duties. Uh, if we get worse from there, then I think it's going to be a 10-year rebuild, but I'm hopeful. <laughs> Honestly, that do you remember the movie? I think it was Adam Sandler and Kevin James. I now pronounce you Chuck and Frank. Chuck and Larry. Chuck and Larry, yeah. I feel like that could be a rom-com made about Joe Judge and Matt Patricia being co-coordinators on offense for a season in New England. Like, that had to be done with a camera crew in mind because there's no other reason yeah. to put those two together in that role. Look, if they come out in a few months and they're like, by the way, we filmed it all, here's a reality show, I'll be like, totally cool, worth it, don't care about the lost season, let's go. Right, you've had so many good seasons, you can burn one for content. Uh, 1,000%. By the way, Jessica Biel had the best scene in that movie. Continue. Um, I saw it. I actually saw that too. And like outside of being like, as you'd imagine a touch problematic given, you know, yeah, the subject the matter frame. and the time frame that it was shot in. Um, yeah. There were some laughs but Lance in there. Bass, Lance Bass killed that at the very end. So it was kind of a, <laughs> it was the whole thing. Uh, also very Poetic true. justice. Um, all right. Last one guys from AE class. Would you rather get trapped inside a video game or have that video game come to life? Can I ever get out? Because then it's the same thing. Well, this is my only question is if the video game comes to life, is it just, hey, all the things that were a part of that game are just real now, which would mean mortality still exists. Because if you're in the video game then you get multiple lives in theory. Oh, and so you're gonna go through this, you're just basically playing the game on expert level if the video game becomes real life is my thought process. Can I jump okay. in here? Yes. Yeah. I don't see enough people eating in video games, so I feel like <laughs> I would want the, and it's too important to me, so I want the video game to come to me as I'm also a huge fan of uh, Jumanji, the, the movie, and just like the, the craziness yeah, yeah, that yeah. ensued when the board game came to life, so. Um, yes, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. honestly, yeah, now that you. now that I've been playing the Harry Potter Legacy game, one hundred percent bring that to life. <laughs> yeah. Really? Okay. So here's the thing. Totally depends on the game. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. When you yes. get to choose, am I playing The Sims? Can I enter a cheat code and build myself a house for free? Rosebud. Yeah. Bring oh. that. 
Bring, yeah, Rosebud one exclamation exclamation point star exclamation point. A bunch of Airbnbs over over around over. the country. Yeah, I one thousand. Yeah, if it's a Sims, bring it, bring that shit to life. I'll have five pools in my backyard. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine if someone brought roller coaster kite tycoon to life. I'd be in no, jail no, no, for no. like quadruple homicide after I half built a roller coaster into the lake. Yeah, same. We can't have that. We can have the Sims though. Oh man. Yeah, Brandon, you'd be pleased to know in Harry Potter Legacy, you can eat food. I pick up apples and I pet cats all the time in that game. There's just this cat walking around and I haven't figured out what it does, but it gives you the option to hit square and pet the cat and it legitimately shifts you into story mode and you pet this cat and it gets real excited and then it leaves. Yeah, Mike, that cat is Ron's cat. Oh, fuck. Is it really? Remember... Well, or I remember. Hermione. I can't remember which one had a cat. Well, see, this is off the timeline for them. I don't so, play the video game. Yeah, it's not. It's not like in Harry Potter's time frame in Hogwarts. But oh. I'm sure the cat could have some sort of reference. And again, why would they keep making it special if there wasn't some sort of connection to the past? Doesn't it just seem like some kind of weird game creator sexual innuendo, like Disney and all the things that we grew up with in the background? Like you can yeah. Harry can go around and pet a cat and it gets excited and runs off. Like just. <laughs> Don't touch the cat. Don't touch it. Brandon, outside of clearly being horny time, do you know what other time it is? <sighs> thank you to everyone who sent in questions at Gojo Show yes, on Twitter. Thank you so much. We appreciate your mailbag questions. We appreciate your creativity. Thank you for sharing that with us. I'm sorry Brandon took it to a place where he sexualized Harry Potter in that way. You was over talking about petting kitty cats and getting excited. It was a test and you failed. <laughs> <clears throat> By the way, yes, I do know what time it is. Wow. At first I was afraid. I was petrified. And kept thinking I can never live without you by my side But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong And I grew strong And I learned how to get along And so you're back from outer space I just walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face I should've changed that stupid lock I should've made you leave the key If I'd have known in just one second you'd be back to bother me Go now go Walk out the door Just turn around now Cause you're not welcome anymore Weren't you the one that tried to this, that, and the third Thought I'd crumble Thought I'd lay down and die, oh no not I I will survive Oh, as long as I know how to love, I know I'd stay alive Cause I got all my love to live And I got all my love to give And I'll survive This, that, and the third Hey, hey As always If you think Brandon did a phenomenal job Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review Gojo. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. And let them know exactly how you feel. That is one of my favorites yet. It's a winner. I highly suggest everybody better go to YouTube and watch because I broke up my best like white mom at a wedding dance moves for that one. Charlotte, you and I were 100% white wedding parents there. Just off we were, clapping our asses Mike, we off. We were vibing. We were vibing. And Brandon was just crushing it. So thank you for that. Guys, speaking of a vibe, let's get to this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to finish off the day. Cam Newton went back and threw at Auburn's Pro Day. 
um, put out a hype video for it, which included him at the beginning saying, there ain't no way there are 32 MFers better than me, basically saying he (laughs) thinks he belongs back in the NFL. I think two things from this really stuck out to me. One, this was the return of Cam Newton's ridiculous font into our lives. Shout out to whoever makes the lower third topic graphics for NFL Live for doing the graphic about this in Cam Newton's font, which had to be a nearly impossible task, but one that deserved to be undertaken. But also... Like, obviously, people are going to look at this from the standpoint of Cam Newton and what he's trying to do. Had to be pretty freaking cool if you're a kid at Auburn and Cam freaking Newton is coming back and throwing to you at Pro Day, potentially. That, as far as all-timers, Cam Newton is, I think at worst, the second-best college football player I've seen in my lifetime. And mm. to have that guy coming back at a place that he put on the map in the modern for kids in the modern era who know Auburn football, what they think of is Cam Newton dragging that team to a national championship essentially by himself on offense. That had to be pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Also, isn't he our age? More or less, yeah. Isn't he like exactly like exactly? I think he might be when's a year his, older than us. When's his birthday? He might be my age. He might be class of. 2011 from college like technically if he hadn't 33 may 11th 1989 so mike yes yeah so this is hilarious to me because i always for some reason cam newton and von miller i've always looked at and tried to imagine that they were just like guys in my class at school because we would have been the same class also von miller's birthday is a day after mine so we're literally exactly the same age and Mm. cam newton going back like I the thought of me going back to my college and like trying to do anything athletic, I think puts into con. Like I think it's weird what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. I but I mean also like good for you, man. Honestly, Charlotte, that does put into focus. Cam Newton went back and with purpose did the pro day at his alma mater. And coming up very soon, Brandon or I may have to do it as a punishment yeah. to see if we are even physically able to get through that. Yeah. Yes. So. Humbling. I, I'll say this. I'm not a fan. Fan. I'm not a fan of, of this. Also, what starting signing happened that made Cam Newton like, you know what? That's the last straw. You did hear him say how all these randoms keep getting jobs, but not me. Yeah. Like, who is, do you think it was? Jimmy Garoppolo going to like the Raiders? Like, wh- where's his mind at? It's a good question. This should be the question like last year when Tom Brady went on the shop and said when they chose that motherfucker Ooh, over yeah. me, we need to find yeah. out who the random was that Cam Newton was going after here. Like, did he see maybe like Geno Smith have a resurgent year after 10 years on the shelf and ah. say, there's no way that guy's better than me? Maybe. I mean, Baker Mayfield also just got signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and is going to have a legitimate opportunity True. to start with them. I'd imagine if it was one, it has to be Baker Mayfield getting signed. If I I had to bet that was probably what did it for Cam. Same division he was in the last time we saw him in Carolina. That would be my vote. He's also cocky enough, Baker is, for Cam to be like, oh, this guy? Like, there, there's something, mm. you know, I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. Quarterback battle, Baker and Cam. Oh, man. And Kyle Trask. Ring the bell, baby. <laughs> Ring the bell. Um, all right, guys, let's get to that. Um 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This was a bizarre headline. Cameron Diaz is apparently retiring from acting again (laughs) after she wraps up the Netflix film Back in Action with Jamie Foxx so she can focus on being a mom to her three-year-old daughter, Reddix. Um... The quote that a source close to Diaz told the Daily Mail said that the back-to-back 10-hour workdays have been a lot on her and she hates being away from Radix. She loves being a mom more than anything in the world. Uh, So apparently, this will be the last of it. Cameron Diaz is 50 and got married in 2015, had Radix in 2019. The question is, can you actually retire from acting? No. Okay. This is... I get mad about this for some reason because you know what? If you want to lay low for first of all, nobody cares enough about you retiring when you're going to pop up again in ten years. I, a friend of mine once right. told me I, a few years ago I was like worried that I wasn't doing enough or you know I wasn't going you know my career or blah 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 whatever. And he said he was like Charlotte, you could disappear for a year and not do anything and pop up again a year from then and start doing what you're doing, people will be like, oh, cool, hey, Char. Like, nobody's sitting around, like, waiting for you to freaking... In the words of my mother, no one's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. So just say, like, Mm. do a movie, think to yourself, I'm not going to do another movie, and then when you change your mind in 10 years, do another movie, and you haven't wasted our time with thinking you're retiring. I mean, that's basically what she did. Her last film was with Jamie Foxx, Annie, in 2014. And it was her good friend, Jamie Foxx, that pulled her out out of uh, acting retirement uh, to, to get back into into the uh, the game, so just like give it a sec, don't declare anything. It sounds like there was a bunch of drama on this set. I'm not going to feed into specifically who because I don't know enough about the specifics, and I hate the way that people try and paint certain celebrities. But it does sound yeah. like there was a bunch of drama on set for this one that maybe made her feel like, hey, you know what, this is not really what I want to de- be dealing with again. But also, what my favorite part about this whole story is that her husband is the good Charlotte <laughs> brother, right? Yeah, one of them. Maddox. Benji Maddox. Yeah, also, Benji, Radix yeah, Benji Maddox. Maddox. You named your kid Radix Maddox. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk badly about a three year old, but I it's will talk badly way. about the parents who did that to her. I say that's like that reminds me of Wedding Singer when she's in the mirror going, "Hi, I'm Mrs. Julia Gulia." <laughs> yes. Like that's just a hard yes, one. Back, back, back to this poor. This poor. Now they're older. I think Cameron Diaz is fifty. I think uh, the Benji is like forty-four. But it's been a lot. It's been really stressful on him taking care of the baby, the three-year-old, uh, during this time, these ten-hour workdays. And apparently, they still came on set every now and then. But one of the reasons why she's definitely retiring is it was just too much on the husband. So as a father of two. Who, when my my wife is out of town or doing something with her friends, very rarely when I have the boys just solely, it is a nightmare. It is very scary. It is, my, is uh, not hell on earth because it's the uh, <laughs> angels that you brought to earth, but it's still very hectic and scary. And I can see him being like a rock star, like telling his, you know, superstar, you know, char- uh, 
what, excuse me, uh, Charlie's Angel's wife, like, babe, you can't do this anymore. Like, <laughs> this, like, we cannot handle it. They probably have like three nannies on staff. So I was going to say. Anymore. He's like, I, he's like, you saw what just happened with Tom Brady. I will leave. Right. Oh. And I, actually, Tom Brady got roped into this. Like, the big announcement to get her back out in acting was Jamie Foxx on the phone with Cameron Diaz and with and, and Tom Brady calling or they. Jamie Foxx and Tom Brady called Cameron Diaz and was like, hey, come on, you got to get out of here. That's my Jamie Foxx. Come on, you know, we got something more for you. You got to come out of here and do, come on, just act one more time. Tom, Tom tell her, tell her, you, you'll miss it. So, Are you going to be, oh, 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 Now, hey, Drake fact of the day, he wrote all of those Jamie Foxx hits. Drake wrote really? all of those Jamie Foxx hits. Yes. No way. Yes. The more, the I'll more be. you know. Drake in Louisville. Brandon's got you covered. Um, let's get to the third. Uh, this is actually uh, inspired by something we talked about in the video game question. According to the Center for Disease Control, there is an urgent threat against a Candida auris, uh, Candida auris, a drug-resistant fungus, invading healthcare facilities. It has been upgraded to an urgent threat after a new study showed it had been spreading at an alarming rate throughout healthcare facilities. Now, apparently at this point, it does not have a massive effect on healthy people, but obviously people that would be in healthcare facilities are not healthy. Apparently it can migrate on their skin and grow undetected for a while. Considering we just came off The Last of Us making the migration from video game to the screen, this is a little too mm-hmm. soon for this kind of headline to start popping up in the news. And I'm going to need the yeah. second Last of Us uh, to come up a lot sooner than 2025 or play the video game so I know how to deal with this because apparently this is happening sooner than we expected. Uh, yeah, not super into it. This is one of those existential threat articles where I read it and then I'm like, oh, well, that's it. We had a good run. We had a good run. Well, I I would say this. If you watch The Last of Us, that very first episode where he talked about how fungus is different than anything else when it comes to taking over things, I got a little scared. And then this headline, I'm just going to read this blurb from this from this article. The fungus can infect the bloodstream and even cause death by invading the blood, heart and brain. The agent said more than one in three patients die from such an infection. Now, it seems like they stay dead, which is like you know good and bad for the family members but listen i I, let's keep let's keep looking at these these infected even if after they've passed see and let's keep this in check yeah folks folks figure it out wash your hands do whatever they're going to tell us to do because again brandon talked about it that scene was added that was not in the video game that was supposed to be the creative liberty that was just a little bit of horror at the beginning of the first episode yes where they do the television scene where the guy explains that if the planet warmed just enough all of a sudden these fungus might be able to inhabit human bodies and now this is making me scared so uh, play the video game, realizing foraging is your friends, quietly sneaking around, and it is always more about the roaming bands of human beings after the fall than it is the infected. You've got to watch out for raiders. You've got to watch out for people because the hunt for fuel and ammunition is really what goes on in the story post-apocalypse. That is what I know. Um, Shout out to Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett, am I right? Absolutely. Pedro Pascal, let's get Zaddy to the post-apocalypse in real life and make this thing really go off. Uh, If you enjoyed this twisted journey, 
Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us a five-star rating and check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel under the Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. tab. Make sure you follow Charlotte Wilder at the Wilder Things on Twitter. Thanks so much, friends. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Boom. Money in the bank.